0: Previously on the Brisket and Main podcast, bro. I just want love. That's I, what I'm saying, bro. I, I just want to give people kisses. Are we going to go deep and get some like like some juicy stuff? My mom texts me and asked me what what "wap" meant. That's it that wraps it up. This is CJ. This is Joe. Y'all be good. Peace. Oh, I forgot to hit record. Oh fuck. <laughs> do we got to do it all over again? What's the only thing you do on a Saturday at twelve forty-five? We started. Drink cold beer? Oh, I was going to say heroin. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Hello, friends. The guys are taking a week off as CJ is recovering from swollen anal glands and Joe is selling stock options in China. We're going to share a clip with Joe's speech and experience on failing and being better for it. Enjoy. So I've been in Islam for five and a half years. It's been a journey to get here, but I'm here. You know, the thing about slalom also, it gives me the opportunity to do what I love to do outside of work, and that's bring bring together people with food as of all as barbecue. 2008, I graduated. Probably the worst time to graduate. There's this financial crisis that was going on. I think I put maybe 200 applications out, not a zero zero callback. So I was like, well, damn, what am I going to do now? I uh, decided to go back, get my MBA. And while I was doing that, I was bartending. So I made sure I put a smile on my face and every single person that was there, I wanted to make sure I networked to see if I could get that opportunity. Till one day, one of my regulars said, hey Joe, I got an opportunity for you. It's to sell printers and copiers. I was like, (laughs) (sighs) I'll take it. (laughs) Well, the first year, I actually became number two sales rep. Uh, It was an incredible thing, but I knew I was missing something. As I was going through my MBA, I had this professor that talked about consulting and I was just so fascinated about it. Every single time uh, I had an opportunity to take his class, I made sure I did it. Because he just had the greatest stories. And I knew that I wanted to be a consultant. So to do that, I had to take a 50% pay cut two years later. And Kristen could tell you, <laughs> those are some tough times. I, I remember us, you know, trying to find money for our groceries for the week. 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And you would look at the clearance meat and say, all right, this is where we're going to eat this week. But if I didn't do that, it wouldn't have gave me the opportunity to join Slalom. And it's been, I feel like I'm the luckiest man in the world. <sighs> so I remember uh, <clears throat> when I came to Slalom, I had the opportunity to uh, interview with one of our top clients at the time. Um, it was for a Scrum Master, Agile, something Scrum. Like, I, I didn't know what the hell that was. So. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do it. Uh, they're like, reach out to Aaron Corcoran. Like, he can get you up to date with all this Agile stuff. I was like, all right. So you send me over PowerPoints, send me over some YouTube videos. I study up for two weeks. I was an Agile expert. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was doing. So I walk into the client, uh, have a meeting, and there's the director. There's Agile coach. I think the meeting lasted maybe five minutes, ten minutes. They saw right through me. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna get fired. (laughs) I'm like, I just started my dream job at Slalom. I failed this uh, interview, what am I gonna do? So I was on the bench for another week and then Monique and Cindy, they're like, it's okay. We have this other opportunity for you. Uh, Do you wanna take it? It's like, yes. So it was this little offshoot project but I think they knew exactly what they were doing. It was some marketing research Um, I made sure I went four extra steps. I was like, there's no way I'm going to screw this up. Uh, They presented it to the client, and the client loved it, and I started a week later. I was like, thank God. So funny thing is while I was at that client, I started this obsession with barbecue. Um, Growing up, every weekend when the Dallas Cowboys were playing, my dad was cooking out. Family and friends were there all the time. I think it was just something that was in my blood. And we purchased a home in 2015. I wanted that same feeling as growing up. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this barbecue thing. I was researching barbecue. I was reading barbecue. I was watching as much YouTube videos of barbecue. I think everybody was annoyed by all the conversations I was having about barbecue. And while that was going on, I looked to my wife. After five months of, like, making barbecue at the house, people saying it's good. But, you know, everybody's going to say it's good when it's free. <laughs> And so, we had student loans, and I talked to my wife. I said, hey, what do you think about us opening up this barbecue thing? She's like, let's do it. So, we started telling all our family and friends, uh, a lot of slalomers, hey, we're going to open up this barbecue thing, and everybody's like, oh, my God, we're going to order for me. So, I was talking to my best friend, CJ. I was like, hey, man, we're already sold out for two months. Like, there's, we don't have a problem. Like, we're going to go out with a bang. This is awesome. So, we were so excited. So, January 1st. 2016, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we posted it. Zavala's Barbecue, now open for business. Uh, we were so excited. Um, funny enough, that was actually the longest week of my life. Every single day got longer and longer and longer. Here comes Thursday. Here comes Friday. It, me and Kristen are looking at each other. We're like, we haven't got a single order. We didn't get a single order the first week we were open. As well as barbecue. I was like, well, this is stupid. Why do we do this? <laughs> and Saturday morning, the first thing we do, at 9 o'clock in the morning, we post it on our social media feeds. Thank you all so much for the support. Now taking orders for next week. Fast forward three months later, we were getting orders from people we didn't even know. We were actually sold out two, three weeks ahead of time. I was like, wow, we may have something. I asked Kristen, I said, hey, do you want to see if we can make this maybe a little more permanent thing? And, you know, uh, she's like, yeah. So we did have our backyard for two years. But within those two years, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. We learned from it. One time, I haven't told anybody this, uh, actually undercooked a brisket. Uh, it was probably around April, May time frame. Uh, Kristen could tell you this. We cut the brisket open uh, and it wasn't cooked all the way. And I started crying. My dad was there. Kristen was looking at me. She's like, what's wrong? I said, the brisket's still bleeding. It was was the weirdest thing ever. So we decided that we're going to find a location after two years. We did a pop-up. It was successful. So we're like, all right, we're going to try to build this. We probably went to 15 to 20 different establishments saying, hey, can we sell barbecue out of here on Saturdays? And it was either a no or not right now. So we're born and raised in Grand Prairie. And there's a coffee shop there called the Brass Bean. The owner there, he gave us an opportunity. He said, yeah, let's do that. You can sell barbecue out of here. So we were like, wow, all right. We got a place to sell barbecue. This, this is awesome. Uh, we, we were open for three weeks. Uh, Kristen was pregnant during the time. I know she probably uh, wanted to kill me during, during that. Uh, she's like, you know, but she's been a great supporter. I, I wouldn't be here without her. <laughs> Thank you. Kristen, I love you. Um, So the third week, we're open. We uh, have a a writer from D Magazine come. Uh, We get a write-up within D Magazine. It was the most incredible thing ever. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) D Magazine just wrote about Zavala's barbecue. I'm like, oh, wow. The next day, I get a phone call from the city. They shut us down. They said we didn't have the right permit. Everything we worked for was taken away in a matter of seconds. So I was livid. Kristen remembers that phone call. I'm like cussing. I was just so, just mad. And she's like, just calm down. So again, born and raised in Grand Prairie. Just got our article written at in D Magazine. We're working with our local coffee shop. He's been there for 15 years. He's like, Joe, it's okay. Let me talk to the city. So he worked with the city and the chief of police and chief of fire worked together to create a special event permit for us to open up two days later. It was, it was incredible. Uh, because of that, we were fortunate enough, my wife and I, to open up our brick and mortar this past February. We've had articles written in D Magazine, Diablo's Observer, and Texas Monthly. You know, it's, it's been a journey to get here, but every single failure that we've done, we didn't just stop, we said, okay, What's the next thing we can do to get over this? What can we learn from this? How can we speak to somebody differently? How can we present it differently? And every single time we were just learning and we were just selling this dream of ours. It was our dream and we were selling it. So every time you think you're failing, you're not. Just take this opportunity to learn from it and to grow from it. I wouldn't be here at all if it wasn't for my wife. Uh, supporting me and believing in my dream, my friends and family. And it's kind of cool. Uh, my son, he's about 18 months. I hope one day he may work at Solom. He walks around with his laptop all the time. And he opens <laughs> it up, and he's like, and I was like, you're going to be a great consultant one day. But even that, like when he's, at the, when he's at our shop, like he wants to go into that smokehouse, and he's just, I'm like, man, maybe this is something that he'll be able to live on when I'm gone. So I just want to tell you, Slalom, thank you for letting me live my dream. Thank you.